Well, hello, and welcome back to Noah's Window. We're continuing to talk through the Christmas story this December, but before we get into today's character, I just want to ask you a question. Has 2020 been a difficult year for you? I think I hear your answer, even through the camera. Um, But just stop and think about the fact, along with me, that normally, you know, when we ask this question at the end of a year, you will get mixed answers, because in any given year, depending on who you're talking to, maybe it's been a a generally good year. Maybe there have been great financial blessings. Maybe there have been big events like weddings or graduations. Um, Maybe, on the other hand, it's been a difficult year for finances or for sickness. But I think in 2020, it's for the first time in my entire life, I think we would all say for all of us, 2020 has been a challenging year. It's been full of difficulty. It's been full of confusion. And we're all still left trying to sort all this out and where God is in all of this. So because we're in this unique situation, I'm excited to talk to you about a person that's part of the Christmas story, a very important part of the Christmas story. And I think we can find a lot in common with her because she had had a very difficult year. She started out probably with an engagement. We don't know exactly when she became engaged, but Mary became engaged to Joseph. And this was a a time when an engagement was very different from these days. Um, These days, anyway, we... You know, there there was moral purity in those days and, and to the point where um, this couple would be declared faithful to one another long before they came together physically. And so they, she was in this period of time where she was legally bound to Joseph and they were planning their life together, but they had not yet actually lived together. So she's got an exciting event starting out. And then there's this very startling visit she gets from an angel. And this angel tells her she's about to conceive a child, but it's not Joseph's child. In fact, this child will not have any human father. It is the son of God. He is the son of God. He has a name. And the angel even tells her why he's coming. And this young woman is trying to process all this. Now, she agrees to be obedient. Um, But, you know, at that point, God didn't send uh, sky riders to announced to the whole world, this is what just happened. So at this point, it's her word against anyone else's word. And then we talked uh, just some days ago about her experience to go and visit her relative Elizabeth and, and how Elizabeth, God through Elizabeth, confirmed what the angel had told her. And so it, at this point, Mary knows that there's something really fantastic going to happen. She's awed by it. She's still a little confused by it. She doesn't really know what to expect next. And then she has to go back and face Joseph. Now, Joseph also, this person that she's now um, legally bound to, and they're about to start their life together, he's got to sort all this out. So we've got another big bump in the road, and and we can all imagine what their conversations must have been like. And Mary's conversations with her parents and, and those in the community, we know there were whispers about this whole situation even during Jesus' ministry. So this isn't something that went away. And she's living through this every day. You know, when we go back and read Mary's story, we're reading a kind of a summary and we only get little glimpses. But she was living out this life one day at a time, just like we've been living out 2020, one day in time with all of its bumps in the road and all of its confusion. Um, She was doing that. So um, she was living through all of this. And then whenever Joseph gets, God gets Joseph all straightened out. And so they're going forward with their 
uh, their planned marriage. They still haven't come together, but they, they're going forward, and he understands now what's a little bit of what's going on, although I'm sure they still had many, many questions in their mind. Um, they're going to go forward, and then Rome jumps in. So now we have a government that's going to play a role here, and, and Rome jumps in and declares that everybody's going to go back to the place of their ancestry. And that means Joseph has to go back to Bethlehem. Now, they were living in Nazareth, which is quite quite a long uh, trek to Bethlehem. So now Mary and Joseph are headed down to Bethlehem, and she's about to have a baby. Now, um, again, when we're reading this story, we're just kind of going along. But those of you who have given birth know a little bit about what that feels like, first of all, to be at the point of delivery. Uh, first baby, never having experienced childbirth before, and then to be traveling, you know, and, and I remember when I was expecting my babies, the doctors would say, you know, don't go more than this distance. And if you do, you know, you get down and stretch your legs every 15 minutes, all those things. So we're talking not about just not ideal, but we're talking about an extremely difficult situation. And then when they finally get there to Bethlehem, there's no place and she's, her labor has started. Now, uh, again, if you've given birth, you know how that adrenaline is pumping, not, not to mention the, the actual pain of childbirth, and to be experiencing all that with no place to rest. And we don't know for sure exactly how many hours Joseph was struggling to find a place for her before they finally uh, were, were, found a, were given the stable for her to go in and give birth. And now, in God's mercy... Uh, everything goes all right. She's able to give birth. It's not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. And I can only imagine what's going through Mary's mind uh, as giving birth this first time and keeping in mind all the things that God has said, who this is, what he's coming to accomplish. And then while they're um, just getting all situated and, and cleaned up and everything organized a little bit in the stable, then they have these visitors these shepherds who've just had this encounter with angels who've declared that this is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that's just been born in Bethlehem. And uh, what a what an amazing thing that would be for Joseph and Mary to just be taken in. And then the wise men, and we won't go into whether they showed up at the manger or not, but let's just presume for today they did. Um, they show up at the at the stable with these gifts. Um, and and I'm sure they're just dealing with the amazement. And then there's the just um, very real physical limitations. They're still in the stable. There's still animals around. There's still the smell of animals. There's still this newborn baby. All those physical realities of what they're going through. And yet there's these, there's these amazing things that God is doing and that they're seeing and they're just trying to take it all in and process it. And then most probably within a very short period of time, days maybe, um, they're told that they have to flee for their life. So... It's such a mix of God doing amazing, fantastic things, and then all the attacks, all the scary things, all the just everyday physical challenges and the unbelievable um, challenges that they had to face, both uh, in traveling and having real enemies and having misunderstandings, all of these things. And in all of these things, there's a verse I want to read to you because it's always intrigued me, this verse. And we're back in Luke chapter 2. And this time we're going to just grab a little line in uh, verse 19. And this is after after they were astonished by the shepherd's stories. The verse says, But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. 
Now, I don't know where you are in 2020 right now, but I can't imagine anyone who's looking at what's happened this year who can't recognize the um, the strong things, the hard things that are going on. We're seeing Satan's attacks. It, you know, we are in the middle of a, a battlefield, and this battlefield is between Satan and God. And Satan keeps swinging his fist and working his uh, devious plans, and yet we see God doing great things. And just like Mary had to take all this in and ponder it in her heart, and we're told even that she treasured these things and she would think about them often, this is a challenge for us. Let's kind of take inventory here. Yes, Satan has attacked, and he's brought some hard things, some painful things, and some of us have experienced unbelievable hardships this year. And yet at the same time, we've watched God do some amazing things. We have seen God save people in the hundreds and thousands. We have seen miraculous answers to prayer. We have seen God just work in in, in finances and in provision. He's just done so many marvelous things this year in spite of all Satan's attacks. And I think as we reflect back now over 2020, just like Mary, we can say, you know, th- this is hard to process, but I want to ponder these things in my heart. I want to treasure what I'm seeing. I want to treasure how I'm wor- watching God continue to work out his plan. There's a great song that Brooklyn Tabernacle did in one of their Christmas albums a few years back. And the title of it is God is working out his plan. And that is exactly what he was doing with Jesus as he was as Jesus was born to Mary and with the oversight of Joseph as God used Joseph to uh, guide and protect him as an infant. And then we're seeing um, all the things that God is doing. So let's remember as we reflect back that God is still working out his plan. Jesus is still coming back. He warned us that all these things were going to happen. We could almost just make a catalog of, of the events that have happened in 2020 and say, well, he told us this was going to happen, but he's still working He's still um, taking care of us and using us in his uh, in in growing his kingdom. I, I pray that that's something that is that you're excited about that you're willing to be a part of. For anyone who wants to be a part of what God is doing, he he will sign you up. He will sign you up. But just keep in mind, if he signs you up, you're going to go live on a battlefield, and it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be a struggle, but um, we're on the winning side. And God is going to win in the end. And even as we're living out these days, just like Mary and Joseph were, uh, just like Mary was having to figure out from one day to the next, what does today look like? That's what we're doing right now. But we can have confidence just like Mary did. She would just keep going back to those promises, I'm sure, when she heard from Gabriel, when when she heard about the, the sign that Joseph got, she could go back and review those and understand this is big. What's going on right now? It's big. And what we're experiencing right now, what God is doing right now, it's big. And we get to be a part of it. How exciting is that? So let's encourage one another with these words. And let's remember as we're pondering these things that God is still working and we get to be a part of that. So I hope that encourages you today. I know I'm encouraged in these difficult days that God is still working and we can still uh, count on the fact that he's not off track. He's right on time. So let's have a word of prayer this morning. Oh, Father, thank you so much that you're still in control 
and that you're still working out your plan. And we can have confidence that just as Jesus arrived right on time in that stable in Bethlehem, he's going to arrive right on time when he comes back to take us home. And in the meantime, as this spiritual battle heats up and and it seems like from hour to hour, we're still processing the changes and, and trying to deal with the situations that we've been given. But we know, Father, that you're going to carry us through this and that you will make provision and that you will guide us step by step. I pray that you keep us strong. Help us to continue in our faith. Give us courage. Give us wisdom. Help us, Father, to be faithful in these difficult days. And we we just want to be part of what you're doing. Thank you for the privilege that we get to be part of that. And Lord, we just are so thankful that you know the future ahead of time. And thank you, Father, that you know for each one of us, each person that's watching Noah's window, you know what their days ahead are, what challenges they're going to face, what blessings they're going to enjoy. Just guide us through all that. And Father, we're just going to thank you because you are such a wonderful God whose love never fails and whose plan will never be thwarted. No matter how hard Satan tries, he can't take it down. Thank you, Lord, that you are so all-powerful and all-knowing in all the things that you are. But most of all, we thank you for your love. Thank you for Jesus who died for us so that we could have our sins forgiven, so that we could look forward to an eternity with you in a place that won't have the problems that we're dealing with today. We're going to thank you for all that you have done and all that you are doing, all the things that you're going to do. And we're going to trust you with all of that and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever you're facing today, I pray that you will trust the Lord. And we're going to look forward to seeing you the next time. God bless.